Hey family, welcome back. Before we get started, I want to thank our friends at the Center for Self-Improvement, Holistic Wellness and Transformation. Let's hear what they have to offer. The Center for Self-Improvement, Holistic Wellness and Transformation is your one-stop shop to Wellville. Here at the Center, we believe in treating the whole person. This is why our goal is to help each of our clients to obtain optimal health and wellness through mental, physical, spiritual, and emotional alignment. For more information about the services that we provide, visit us at thecenterforselfimprovement.com or give us a call at 630-748-4849. The Center, where we believe in treating the whole you. Hey family, welcome back. So here is my confession. I am crazy about earrings. Not just any earrings, because you won't catch me in pearls, diamonds, or rubies. But you will see me in statement pieces, made out of wood and true representation of my heritage and cultural pride. So you can imagine just how excited I was the day I was on Instagram and came across a page called Nappy Head Itself. Nappy Head Itself is an earring and accessories brand that specializes in statement pieces that speak to the sentiments of melanated people. On today's show, I had a chance to speak to Tacey Cooper, founder of Nappy Head Itself. Tacey shared her path to business and how early mistakes have developed her as a businesswoman. Let's take a listen. Hey, Queen, how are you today? I am blessed and thankful. How are you? I'm feeling good. You know, we've been trying to make this happen for a little while now. Yes, yes. I appreciate you working with me how you have. Like, my schedule has been a bit crazy, but I'm thankful for that part too, you know? Um, so I, I am uh, very happy to be here. Uh, thank you for the opportunity to be here. And um, I'm ready. I'm ready now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's just how it is sometimes. Everybody has just such crazy schedules. But the good thing is that, you know, we are having this conversation. And, you know, my confession this week is that I'm crazy about earrings. I absolutely love beautiful Afrocentric wooded earrings and yes, I meant you because I saw some of your dope earrings on um, Instagram one day and I was like I've got to have them so you know I'm going to let you tell us about you and what you do so share with us what your business endeavor and what's happening okay um, and I appreciate you finding me on Instagram and for that order thank you so much like you were the first person that ever told me you know you should really be charging more than this and I was like, let me up my game. So <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate it. That like, like it really put something else into me to do a little bit more than what I was doing at the time. Um, but yes, I do make um, and provide um, these earrings. Not all of them are ones that, that, um, that I have made myself. Some of them are just um, products that, people have asked for customized or that I've gotten wholesale and been able to reproduce. Um, so um, those are great too, because it caters to more than just uh, the things that I would do. <laughs> A lot of them are uh, meaningful towards us and our culture more so. Um, so it's, 
it's a meaning behind a lot of these. And I don't think there has been a lot of that jewelry out there or expressive things for women, you know, besides like t-shirts or something like that. So it was something that was very important to me. Like I love earrings. (laughs) I love earrings. So, um, it's an accessory that, you know, is always going to fit, you know, like you don't have to worry about, is it going to be too tight on your arm? Is it going to be, you know, not loose enough or not going to fall the way that you want it? And, and earring is an accessory that is going to always fit a woman. So I love those. They were my first venture and it was going to be something that I used in order to do more things to come, which are coming. So, um, yeah, like I, I love them too. So, um, the wood, the wooden ones have been great with being able to personalize. And I was doing a lot of more of that in the beginning. And that's why, um, some of them are still the wooden ones. And I kept that feature in there with them. So now how did you come up with the name nappy head itself? (laughs) Um, okay. So I came up with that name because before I locked my hair, I used to hear like this term of nappy head itself used so derogatorily mm-hmm. like like all the time and I was like I mean it doesn't have to be negative like mm-hmm. when I was very natural and I just really didn't have any ideas of what to do with my hair I was like it's so pretty but it's just so like it just has this really nappy texture and that didn't make it that didn't make it um ugly it was just different and so i wanted to use it in a way that it took the power of it being so negative and so ugly and allow people to see that it can be beauty in this stuff like all these terms that were supposed to be used against us and that were made to be ugly toward us like it, it it doesn't have to be you know so it was just one of those things that that I had in my mind to do something with and I didn't know how I was going to use it I That's thought maybe that you know that 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 I would you know maybe make these hair scars that I make um and do something with it so that it relates to the product and the name itself but I felt like you, you know a name of a business shouldn't stop or 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 boost you more to to buy from there because of the name like you're not buying my name like none of my earrings say nappy headed so it's just a catchy term that people are going to remember and eventually it's it's going to take that power of it being so negative out of it like people are gonna be like yeah my hair is nappy kinky coily like it's gonna you know it's gonna become a a a a a synonym that isn't so negative at some point that's that's the hope for it so it was just something that I had in mind and that I kept with me to use because you know we all grew up with somebody saying with your nappy head itself and your nappy head itself like it was so negative and (laughs) you know that that had obviously some negative implications on us you know going up and so you've taken that and you now you've you've um you've used it in terms of empowering you know our our natural beauty 
and our culture and all that. So I'm all for it. I love it. Absolutely. Thank you so much. A lot of people, um, you know, ask like, why, like, why that, like, why would you use that? And I feel like, you know, now has been like this turn of like self-love and awareness that, that, that people are really seeing that we can be natural. Like we don't have to like straighten our hair and, and conform to these other uh, things of society and how other people feel like we need to be seen. Like we're no longer at war with like our blackness. Like it's just who we are. And if we are nappy headed, then let us be nappy headed with our nappy headed self and let that be okay. Like we don't have to, conform and all of us is beautiful we are beautiful so so there can be things that relate to this nappy head itself and they be beautiful just like these earrings (laughs) absolutely and so for everybody who's wondering the the pair that i purchased one says that melanin though which you know stood out to Mm. me because it's melanated queen production so you know of course that stood out and i also had the one um that says black no um no cream no sugar I think that's what mm-hmm. it says. And so I have right. no sugar, no cream, no sugar, no cream. Yeah. So that, that those two, I, one of the, the most blackly black representations <laughs> that you can get. Um, and so I, I had, I had to grab them and I'm not done. I'll be shopping some more soon, but one of them, one of those pair, I think the one that says that melanin though, I wore in my book signing back in December. Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, and I wear them all the time. It was interesting when white people, <laughs> I've had people, uh, some white folks walk up to me and say, what does that say? I was at a restaurant with my husband last weekend and I had them on. This lady said, what does that say? That melanin though? And I just said, yes, it says that melanin though. Like, I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to explain that to you, ma'am. No, I mean, either you, either you get it or you don't. <laughs> and you'll be surprised as like the people that don't really know like what that means or what it is, you know, just even, even, you know, us that that don't know um what that is uh so i mean it's not just them unfortunately uh so but i use that too as like an opportunity to educate you know to let you know like what this is because like some people will skip over it you know because they don't really know yeah so so okay, so so you you are are not only you you're you're making a difference in the beauty industry and fashion and accessories. I mean, you're educating folks as well. So that that's that's pretty heavy. Absolutely. Let's talk about this process though. Like, how did you get to the point? You know, the full journey of because was this a hobby at first, or like how does it how did it work out? And what has your experience been with trying to establish and evolve your business? Okay. Um. Originally, it was a hobby. I was in a very small town, like a military town, um, close to Savannah, um, Georgia, um, in this little town called Hinesville. And um, there wasn't a lot of things for us there culturally um, at all. And so um, a a friend of mine um, was doing a some type of like a fashion show like she was in a hair show and um she wanted to wear like nice earrings you know because it was just going to be more of like a headshot up that she was uh going to be in and like 
how it was going to be shot. Of course, it was just going to be like a headshot. Up. And so the only way that she could kind of express something, you know, was with her earrings. So she looked and looked and looked and she didn't have time to kind of order anything in. So I said, well, if you find something like maybe I can dye it for you or like, you know, like we can make it more uh, culturally uh, us, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> make it more black. So um, that's what she did. So she found a pair of these earrings that she liked and I, had, I, I did the dye to them and everything. And like, we were just like trying to um, set them and everything so that she could have them to wear them. They actually did end up working out for her and she did use them in the, in, in the show, but they wasn't quite like dry <laughs> enough. So I didn't, I'm not quite sure whatever happened to those because I would love to have those back. Um, just to say that those were really the first ones that I did with purpose. Um, but um, she was able to wear them in her show for her um, lock show. Um, so um, that was the actual first reasoning. And once she did them, and they were in there people asked about them and and I was like uh you know did you tell them like you know that we made this woman into a black woman on the earring and we made her an afro like with like with glitter pins and like all this stuff I actually handmade and did it and um she was like uh yeah and they want some like they want a pair and I was like oh my goodness (laughs) so um that's kind of how it came up because she started giving these people my information and uh then one of the girls from the college in savannah contacted me about doing some things custom for a sorority and so i was like okay (laughs) and um so it kind of happened just on accident with that exposure doing things handmade like on my own uh didn't end up being as beneficial like money-wise because I was the only person doing it you you know like I like I couldn't teach anybody else how to do it and and I couldn't um I couldn't just uh you know just get it to them as as quickly as they would like because you know like I still had a full-time job so I was just trying to get the things done and it was just sometimes it was later and then they wouldn't pay for it so it really wasn't as profitable as I wanted it to be that way um but I kept doing them and then I was able to find some people that would work with me to where I would have the wood already and then I would just customize the earrings a little bit and then it it made it a lot easier (laughs) it made it a lot easier and a lot quicker and I was able to do things a little bit faster. So it was kind of just a process that ended up kind of from a hobby and then working its way into a business. And so having said that, what, what has been some of your, your, your growth and learning pains and growing pains throughout this process? I mean, you know, um, when you talk about being well-informed going through this process, what was that like for you? I was absolutely not absolutely not well informed um all I knew is that you know that I was the only person doing it and I had ideas of what I wanted to do and I was like okay so I'm just gonna find find um 
some people who can mass reproduce these for me, I can pay them and, and then I can sell them, right? Okay, so that's what I did. Found some people, some some people that spoke something completely different from what I spoke, you know, and we were trying to do business. That happened, okay? Um, I sent them my design, you, you know, we communicated back just fine. Um, but, and then they sent me my order of 100 and 200 earrings and all this stuff, right? Okay, so I started selling those, that was great. I was like, wow, this is great. Um, I never thought that my designs would, you know, be able to go and do all this. I was like, oh, I'm going to start doing this. I'm going to sell them on Amazon. I'm going to do this and this and this, all my ideas, right? So I sent in another one. Okay. So as I send in another one and we're, you know, doing the proofing and everything and all this, I'm just looking at things that, uh, they list as their new products and mm -hmm. as available and they have my designs both of them even the one that i had just sent in uh for other people to buy and i was like what um what like what's going on <laughs> um so what had actually happened is is once they produced it they owned it and i wasn't aware of that and so you know w with them owning it other people was was then just able to purchase it at that wholesale price and you know my design was just gone like there was no rights or anything to it and it was just gone both of them like they had my other one for sale before they even sent me my product wow yeah so, so did they was, do, do did they was that like fine print that you just mm -hmm. didn't see or didn't understand or is that just a part of business that people just don't know about in terms of manufacturing and mass producing products yeah, I don't know if it's mass production with all of them, you know, but it was definitely there and in the information of 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 what they gave to me um, mm -hmm. when we were doing the proofing and everything and the coming back and forth. It was there. It okay. was there. Um, did I know it was there? No. Did I know to look for it? No. Right. You know? Right. So um, when you don't know and you're kind of just jumping in to something then those things happen but luckily it was only two you know mm -hmm. the designs because I could have like I was ready you, you know like I was ready to go to Amazon I was gonna prime you, you know I was gonna make these things available two-day shipping you know so I was really about to go all in and luckily I was just on my second design and that didn't happen you, you know but it you know, it still bothers you to kind of see your stuff, like, just everywhere. And, you know, it's just, it's on, like, you, there was nothing I could do about it. Nothing yeah. I could do about it. Mm -hmm. Th that, that's a hard lesson to learn, but it's good yeah. to taught it early. <laughs> yeah. It is. It's an expensive lesson to learn. It's yeah, good. that's a tough one, though. But I'm, I'm glad that you were able to catch that before you got too deep into it, though. And so that's Definitely. a huge lesson to learn. So that's good. Thank you for sharing it, because the truth is, and I and witness to that myself I've experienced this you get so excited because you ready to just put yourself out there that you really sometimes don't want to know <laughs> you know I'm not saying that yeah. was your situation but I know that you know even when I produced and I, I wrote my book I self-published it's sometimes just you're, you're excited and this you're just ready to go and you miss things and I've learned lessons over the past year and a half especially about taking some time and even if it means delaying 
reading that fine print and understanding things and of course investing yeah. in attorney and things like that and so that what you're sharing is really good information for people to understand so that they don't make the same mistake absolutely mm-hmm. yeah that's great so now what you and i've had conversations when we were when i was placing my order with you about just in general about black business and you know rotating the black dollar and I, I i know that's something that is near and dear to you tell us your thoughts on that as far as rotating the black dollar i feel like if we don't do it you know if we never make this important to us then it's never gonna happen like there have been so many times that i have been placed in positions to support a black business um even if it was higher you know if it was going to take a little bit longer you know if if i didn't find it to be of the best uh quality as something else i feel like the opportunity to support a black business um it's going to come back if I do it, especially as a black business owner, um, I feel like we have to support black businesses and we have to do it without asking for discounts. Um, Mm -hmm. it's important to me to be in a position where I can support others because I feel like it's going to come back to me. I feel like it's important to support black businesses just as a black business owner and as a black person myself. No one's going to be as dedicated to the the business of it um, or as invested in it as we are or mm-hmm. as we should be. A lot of people have stigmas about it because just us as a people. And I think those are all just negative things that have been implanted in us, just like the idea of nappy-headed self, just mm-hmm. all of that. Like, I feel like it totally relates um, back to things that just have been heard and you know that you're not going to get the best quality you're not going to get the best service you're probably going to be like you know all of those things and i feel like it's it's important that we support each other and we change that now you're in the south correct yeah mm-hmm. so what, i'm in what, georgia okay so what what is the because when it comes down to Georgia, I mean, I know I'm in Chicago and we have heard, like, there's an ongoing joke um, in Chicago that's happening where you see a lot of memes on social media, like, your life is not going to change just because you leave Chicago and go to Atlanta. And there's, there's this, this idea, I don't want to call it misconception because I don't know, there's an idea that in the South and in Georgia, there's plenty of opportunities. It's almost as it's the, way, the way our ancestors saw the North back in the day. Uh, folks up here are starting to see the South that way. What is the landscape and the climate of Black business, um, even starter and small businesses? What is that like right now in the South? Yeah, actually, it is very good here. There have been like a slew of Black businesses opening here that I've never seen before, starting with uh, some vegan shops here. Hmm. there's like uh, vegan shops. There's uh, more food restaurants that are black owned because uh, there are a lot of those here, but you're starting to see more in, in closer areas that are truly black owned. Like you'll see black food, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it is a black owned restaurant. Right. Um, um, there are 
there's like a black beauty supply store um here um the the opportunities for it is still very massive here um but you are able to see ones here and there that are coming up that are black owned um much more than what you ever saw or ever heard of here before and i think a lot of it was just people was just really scared to get into it i was able to do a i was able to be a vendor at a show recently a black wall street show and it was a fashion show and so you were able to see like black uh, business owners there um people who were customizing um all types of things like just with like just blinged out things this one lady boss lady blings like all type of things like making um another lady there was making um shea butters um like whipping shea butters and like all type of um um the bath balls and things like that just things that i had never seen um be like personally done by black owned businesses and these are all things right here in georgia mm. um of, of course with the fashion designers there were different type of fashion wear and clothing lines um being showcases there was one girl that was strictly like head rags and things like that um so it was like a really um oh yeah and and then there was this guy that was doing health drinks where he was actually making them and selling them um there and they must have been pretty good because the pineapple ones like sold out so like a lot of that has not been seen here in georgia um but i feel like once you start surrounding yourself with these people um and in these type of communities where you want to know and you are actually looking to support these black owned businesses you'll find that there are a lot more of them here than what we ever had seen before like there's food trucks and everything because atlanta does a lot of the things where they showcase like food trucks and you know like all these different things that maybe restaurants that we don't go to or something like that and you just would never know that that's what these things are so there's opportunities to find them um here if that's what you are you know looking for to find so you had mentioned before we recorded briefly, you know, you were talking about the idea of being willing to invest and take a loss when going into business. Tell me more about that. What do you mean by that? Well, um, unfortunately, you know, like, I feel like you have to always be willing to take a loss. If you're always looking for what the cost is going to be and, and what I may lose going into this, um, you're never really going to get anywhere. If you're scared to step out there originally, then you're never going to, you know, just put your money into things to make things happen. Um, although I did it very quickly, like I was saying earlier, and I um, end up having my things stolen. H had I never, well, not stolen. I'm sorry. I. I, I say that a lot, but they were not stolen. They were just taken. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, had I never, you know, stepped out and done that, 
um, and been able to reap the benefits of the money that I did earn from selling them originally, um, I would have never like stepped into the whole idea of a business. Like it would have still been a hobby or something that I felt like was, I, I, I was doing tediously um, and it started to aggravate me. But because I reached out and invested a little bit more money to get more of them made and then sell them that way for that Black Friday sale, like that allowed me to do so much more. That allowed me to put up my website and um, to just get my business cards and everything invested into it so that I could get my products up. I actually took some time off work <laughs> and everything so that I could get my products up so that I could start doing vending shows and everything else. And it put me in a better position because I was first able to really step out, invest in myself and invest in the business and make it happen. Um, because all it was originally was just an idea. And, you know, I feel like, a dream is fine, but if you don't have any action behind it, then it's just going to stay a dream. So um, you have to in invest in your business, invest in your ideas, and definitely invest in you um, to make those things that you want happen. Yeah, I would agree. And people are so afraid of making mistakes that they just never move. They never move, you know. Um and so I really appreciate you saying that because people need to hear that, you know, it, it's, there's so much out there, but we got to be willing to make the mistakes and to sometimes lose and gain. I mean, it's going to happen. It's all a part of the process. Mm -hmm. yes, yeah, so, dope. so at the beginning of our conversation, you mentioned that there's more to come for nappy head itself. What can you share with us that's coming down the pipeline? Okay. Um, I am going to um, be offering um, t-shirts soon. Um, I'm actually in, in a class where I invested into myself <laughs> to do like a, a four week, like a boot camp, they call it. Um, because what, what I knew was that I was only catering to women and to be able to expand, or should I say people who wear earrings, not just women. Yeah. Um, I was only catering to people who wear earrings, these type of earrings. Uh, dangly, you, you know, earrings with sayings and things on them. And men have expressed, you, you know, I would love to support this. I would love to wear this. You should do things like this for men also. And so I was looking into like, maybe like bracelets. Would men wear a bracelet? Like, should I do it in the form of necklaces? I mean, what, what, what should I do? So some of them I um, actually did some necklaces for um, just like the earrings that just kind of matched as sets. Um, those were like personal things that I did. But the idea of the t-shirts really came because um, guys want to wear it just like the women wear it um, to where it can be seen. And the best way to do that, of course, would be with the t-shirts. Um, so uh, the first one that I'm going to really um, look into is the last earring that I have up as of now, the legalized being black, um, because it's a it's such a powerful uh, statement. 
Um, and so many people are asking about it. So that's going to be the first one that, you know, that I kind of run and run through the website um, to expand my name and the brand and everything itself. Okay, awesome. So, you know, just in general, overall, what has this experience been like for you? I know you went into details with it, but how would you describe this journey in, in just a couple of words? How would I describe it? It has been it has been a roller coaster. It has been a roller coaster of emotions, but there has been a lot of highs, a lot of thrills on it. And I have been absolutely grateful that I have done everything, uh, the mistakes and everything. <laughs> Yeah, indeed, indeed. So when people want to get to know more about your products, get to know you, and just kind of research and see what you have out there, how can they find you? Um, I am on social media. Um, I am on Instagram under Nappy Head Itself. I am on Facebook under Nappy Head Itself. I even have a Twitter. I don't use the Twitter as much as I probably should uh, utilize that, but I am often on Instagram. Um, of course, the nappy headed dot self, the nappy headed self dot com is the um, website itself. Um, not to necessarily contact me, but to place the orders. As far as reaching out to me, probably the best way to do that would be nappy headed self on Instagram. Well, I tell you right now, I'm trying to debate if I want this, um, if you still have them, to port Melania um, earrings. <laughs> right. Uh, I'm still. Those, <laughs> yes, I do. Those are definitely a conversation piece. All of those line of the Trump ones um, mm -hmm. have been a conversation piece. I really believe that people are scared of those. Like, they love the message, but yeah. they they've been a little scared of those <laughs> they've been, been a little scared of those but they, they that this is interesting though because the reality is is that the truth is most of us feel that way though but that that's an indication of to me um the level of strength that you have and and the foundation that you've you've created for yourself <laughs> because yeah. that's the thing i mean it's controversial but it's real you know mm -hmm. it's real and that and and our lives as black people are, are is very complex so mm -hmm. you know that that's a sentiment that many share and so now mm -hmm. they, can ex they can express themselves without saying it exactly just rock the exactly. earrings allow me to say it allow me to say it for you just put it through your ear and let me say it for you <laughs> Absolutely. i feel the same way I and one one of the pairs that i really love is the the white um circular ones with the woman with the fro with the lipstick on and she has words all in her fro that, that you know live free curly socially conscious like all that stuff mm -hmm. i really like that pair as well and so folks you guys have to really go on instagram and check them out uh work slay pray there are images um uh, there are pieces with the continent of africa of course i told you i have that melanin though you know um there, there's a lot on here. I get excited when I see earrings because <laughs> I'm not a, a makeup girl. So earrings are very important. Yeah, to me. Absolutely. I'm not a makeup girl either. So I love earrings, but earrings are mm -hmm. my accessory of choice. <laughs> absolutely. So, all right. So we know how to find you now. What type of advice or parting words would you like to share with people? I would like to share with people that if you have an idea, if you have a craft if you have a gift 
of something invest in yourself make it happen create a business if you have children especially because i just recently had a daughter who is eight months old and i feel like i'm doing this all for her like i want to build a business i want to build businesses for her like i can't leave her my good job you know like i can't leave you that but i can leave you this business and so i feel like we should invest more in ourselves so that we can have something to leave behind uh for our children or for our family going forward for a legacy for ourselves um so invest in yourself all right i'm so happy to have you on i've been looking forward to this conversation for so long because again i'm just a big fan of your work um your work represents so much of my personality and it matches my brand when i think of melanated queen productions when i think of confessions of melanated queen when i think about not just dr lauren meeks but lauren way before the title way before the brand who she has always been your earrings literally represent that i mean it represents my entire style and so i i just had to have a conversation with you so i really appreciate you coming on today and taking time out of your busy schedule thank you so much it was a pleasure being here and um i i am glad that this these things can be a voice for you and for so many other people thank you so much oh yes absolutely though so all right then family well this has been another great conversation i really appreciate you all tuning in i look forward to talking to you next week take care Thanks again for listening to today's episode. If you are in the Chicagoland area, we would love to have you join us at the Melanated Queen Awards on Saturday, April 13th. Tickets are sold on eventbrite.com. If you enjoy the Confessions of a Melanated Queen podcast, please head over to iTunes to give us five stars and a review. I appreciate all of your love and support. I look forward to chatting with you next week.